Well, thank you, Paul. Let me take over right here. Let me tell the folks about the best nachos on the planet today. Let me tell you about the tastiest nachos you're ever going to stick in your mouth. They are over at NachoMamaSeattle.com. And uh, my good friends, Chris and Sandra, over at Nacho Mama's Food Truck. And they serve up nachos hot and fresh every single week at the best brew pubs going today in the greater Seattle area. Let me tell you about what they're serving up hot and fresh this week, baby. Cantonese barbecue pork nachos. Cantonese nachos, baby. Cantonese barbecue pork nachos. Fontina barbecue pork. Green bell peppers, hot mustard aioli. Oh! pickled red onions and black sesame seeds and let me tell you about the soup oh my gourd soup kobacha squash soup with barbecue pork and chili pepper threads and then for that sweet tooth we're always talking about oh it's extra special cranberry pistachio brownie fudgy dark brownie with Lemoncello soaked cranberries and pistachios. Oh, myself and the folks over at Nacho Mamas want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving coming this week. Hope it's a great one. I know it's tough this year. May not be able to hang out with uh, as folks as you might normally would, but it is what it is. Hopefully you hang out, have some good times with your immediate family, reach out to your family and friends on uh, Zoom, Skype, you know, your phone, all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you, where Nacho Mamas will be on Wednesday, November the 25th, Black Raven Brewing in Redmond from 4 to 6.30 p.m. Saturday, Carn Brewing in Kenmore, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then Sunday, 11.29, Ridgecrest Public House in Shoreline, 5 to 8 p.m. I told you, NachoMamaSeattle.com is where you can get all the information on these guys, the menus, their locations, what they're all about, what they're serving up hot and fresh. Dude, at Nacho Mamas SCA on Twitter, at Nacho Mamas Seattle on Facebook and Instagram, hashtag nachos and beer, hashtag Nacho Mamas Seattle. Go get it. Put it in your mouth. And we're back on the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast with Podcast Guy. Wow, thanks for having me, man. Be talking to some of the fans up in the, the Pacific Northwest. Your Demi got him. Yeah. Pretty good, darling. Pretty good. Yo! We're the Boros twins. They know we like PCO to the horror show. Freaking me out, man. <laughs> Freaking me out, yo. We are leaving the station. L Train, take us out. Yo, 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 this is the L train. This is the Bigfoot pro wrestling podcast episode number 178, man. I've got another fun one for you this week. I hope you really enjoy it, man. Cause, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I enjoyed watching, doing the research a little bit, uh, enjoying talking on this one. I uh, hope everyone has had a great weekend. As this uh, drops Tuesday, I uh, did this opening on Sunday. Right now, uh, Survivor Series is going on. If uh, if you're watching that, sounded like it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good card. Um, not watching myself, but uh, they advertise the Undertaker's final farewell. Does that mean he's going to be on the show? 
I mean, uh, I'd like to kind of see uh, that piece of it, if that's going to happen, uh, a big farewell to The Undertaker. But uh, we'll see how that goes. I think that would be more of a, a big thing at WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend, Hall of Fame kind of thing, if they can get that in uh, next year after this virus. We'll wait and see uh, what happens. I'd love to see The Undertaker Hall of Fame WWE weekend at WrestleMania. That'd be amazing. But uh, I don't know what they're doing at uh, Survivor Series. They kind of advertised it at what it was, but they never really said if, uh, you know, if Taker was actually even going to be there. But uh, hopefully he is, and hopefully everyone enjoys the card that's have checking it out, man. And uh, also this weekend, I was able to, uh, you know, chill out and watch part of uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling's. fighting spirit 2020 man and uh really enjoyed uh, what they're doing there with the concept of the uh, uwfi rules you know uh can't punch the face and the upper body you got to use hand slaps and uh you know there's point system and takeaway points and things like that and it was really fun i watched uh maybe a couple rounds of the tournament got to get back finish the watch finish the rest of that and then uh check out uh, dan severin and uh, matthew justice in the main event there and um if you don't know, it's over on uh, IWTV, and uh, there's plenty of codes out there, you know, somewhere that you can grab. Uh, Whack has one, Paradigm has one. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but you can find them really easy on social media. Get yourself like a seven, five-day free trial, whatever it might be, and uh, check out that card. It's uh, it's really fun. It's a little, it's a little different, uh, you know, not your usual kind of wrestling, but uh, really kind of a refreshing kind of a, a card, and I can't wait to go back and... Uh, finish the rest of that one and then uh also today i tuned in uh to twitch at three o'clock and watched uh without a crowd my man max was on there and actually had some uh, co-host chase james and then the bash bros you know chris and uh dave were on there and uh that was really uh, a a lot of fun checking that out uh and uh, it was kind of cool because you could see the whole screen the wrestling and everything and then max was kind of down in the corner like he was just kind of sitting there it was really like he wasn't even in a box it was really really kind of uh neat to see and uh, so head over to uh max wrestling wa on twitch you know subscribe i think you can even pay 4.99 5.99 whatever it is help brother out and uh you know check him out he does video game stuff he does wrestling stuff and uh every other week i think in i don't know if it's next week or in two weeks they're gonna have some more uh without a crowd on there you can check out the uh first three shows that they've uh done on there though and it's really really a lot of fun uh, you know not much wrestling going on now so you can tune in do uh something like that and uh before i talk about some other wrestling uh this weekend no seahawks which was really weird today no no seahawks on sunday they're not playing monday night they're not playing sunday night they played last thursday against the cardinals and they killed it it was great to see them russell wilson looked good the defense looked good great to see carlos hyde come back now if they can keep it going uh hopefully reclaim that division get that number one seed back uh and uh <clears throat> you know hopefully they keep doing what they're doing and hopefully uh, russell just keeps uh doing his thing and that defense i gotta say they really kind of they they don't look you know, like the number one D or nothing, but compared to what they were doing, they seem to be in place to give up less points than our offense can score. So if our offense can score more defense or score more points than our defense gives up, then, Hey, we're doing uh, real, real good. And, you know, it was a hard uh, week this week. My, uh, my boy ran, my dog ran our, our dog, my and Mrs. Clam's dog ran was sick. 
once again, uh, he's been sick off and on. We took him in and, uh, it was finally uh, his time. We tried last weekend, some, uh, high dose steroids. He was good for another couple of days and then it just went south from there. So basically I'm just saying this because I want to thank each and every person that reached out on the social media, on Facebook and Twitter, where I posted stuff, some nice pics, you know, of the, of, uh, Ren himself, uh, people reached out, commented, or just kind of gave you a reaction, the heart, the hug, the, you know, the, the thumbs up or whatever it might be on those social media things. I, re- I really want to, uh, appreciate it. You know, we're going to miss them a lot. It's hard. Uh, things get easier as time goes on and, uh, you know, thank each and every one of you for reaching out, <clears throat> you know, it's always great to kind of, you know, reach out to people and you get a good, uh, vibe from everyone. And it really helps your, uh, your mental health. You know, a lot of people that I know on social media, we sit and talk about or not with each other, but we, you know, bring up mental health things and stuff. And I really appreciate the, the strong words and uh, it really makes it uh, easier for uh, Mrs. Clams and myself to deal with this time. So I just wanted to, you know, explain myself right there, give my little bit of thoughts, and uh, thank you so much. But anyway, let's get to this week's podcast. I get to sit down with the one, the only, from SOS Pro Wrestling on YouTube, uh, the Big Hurt, Alan Jepson, and, uh, you know, I've heard about this stuff, but I didn't watch it till recently. So much going on. But uh, between last night and this morning, I checked out all four episodes that you can watch over on YouTube. Just go over and uh, put in SOS Pro Wrestling on YouTube. All four episodes come up, and uh, you can check them out. It's a really, it's a fun story. It's wrestling. You know, it's uh, it's like theater. It's like storytelling. It reminds me of Survivor. It reminds me of Gilligan's Island. It reminds me of Lost. Um, it's just really entertaining and enjoyable, man. So if you haven't already, go check it out. And I do, like I said, get to talk to the one and only, the Big Hurt, Alan Jepson. Uh, I'm going to have him break it down for us, uh, how it got going, how he picked the people, the episodes, you know, surprises, and uh, lots more. And uh, thanks so much to uh, Big Hurt for coming on, giving us time, and I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, let's get to the show. You can follow me over on Twitter at BFPW Podcast, and then uh, check out all our archives at BigfootProWrestling.com. And, uh, dude, you can listen to the shows also on most podcast platforms, you know, all the main ones, iTunes and <clears throat> Spotify and all those kind of things. It's there. And then also on SoundCloud on the PWOM network. Uh, each and every week it drops there. There's probably been the last uh, six months of shows sitting over there. But anyway, <clears throat> my voice is getting weird. Anyway, let's get to Alan Jepson, The Big Hurt. Thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you uh, for checking in and uh, checking out the show each and every week. And uh, I am the L-Train. And like I said during the read earlier with Nacho Moms, have a happy Thanksgiving. I love y'all. And I'm leaving the station. Yo, this is the L-Train. We're at episode 178 of the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, and I'm really happy to have this gentleman on this week. Uh, I've been uh, seeing him around the area for a long time, been wanting to talk to him, and then he kind of reached about reached out to me about this uh, new uh, promotion that they're doing. You can watch it on YouTube uh, each and every week. That got four great episodes up so far, SOS Pro Wrestling, and I get to talk to the one and the only, the Big Hurt, Alan Jepson, man. How you doing, man? 
Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to talk about SOS. Oh man, I'm excited about it too, man. Cause I've seen it. I didn't get really get a chance to watch it until the last couple of days. You know, I've seen people like yourself and Migs tweet about it. I'm like, okay, I'll get to that, get to that, get to that, you know? And then, uh, watched it the last couple of days and it was, a uh, a really a lot of fun. It was nice. Cause I didn't have much go- else going on. And, uh, Man, just got to be able to pull that up, watch the first episode kind of last night by myself, uh, late night after a little bit of wine, and then uh, rewatch that one this morning, and then uh, watch the <laughs> other uh, three with uh, my wife sitting there. And she, she enjoyed it, too. She kept asking questions about it, man. So, uh, you know, I'm going to get into it, how all that came about and everything. But, man, uh, thank you for sharing that uh, entertainment with us and uh, reaching out to me. No problem. You know, it's it's one of those things that's been really good because you can – literally sit down and you know it doesn't take you three and a half hours to watch a full show you get you know three episodes four episodes right now and you know we got a few more comments so oh i was looking forward to that i looked over real quick today i'm like oh damn the other ones are not coming out for two days now i'm, I'm hooked yeah. i'm hooked i subscribed on the on the youtube page and uh anyone Thank listening you. Man, that. head out there and subscribe on that youtube page and uh, check out these episodes they all you know got a couple other uh you know things that you were building it with and everything on there too so it was a uh, really phenomenal stuff man but uh you know how, how are you doing man you where are you calling me from tonight uh, I'm from, I'm in Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. So Six. I'm, I'm up here in the great white North. You're up. I'll uh, wait, wait, waiting for the border to come back open so I can <laughs> come down and visit. Man, it, it's rough right now with that border, man. We, uh, here in America, cause you know, we don't, uh, I won't mention that, but anyway, <laughs> the, you know, we can't get through the borders very well right now, or if at all, unless you're flying somewhere, somewhere else, but we can't go to Canada. We can't go to Mexico and, uh, you know, it's been since last March, since this, uh, pandemic thing hit, man. And, uh, you know, I kind of been asking all my fellow, uh, participants on this podcast lately, uh, how you been doing with all this as far as, you know, real life and then, you know, your wrestling life, which to some it is the same thing. Right. Uh, initially it was real tough because my, my now wife is American. And so she's, she's from Seattle there. So, you know, when the border closed, all we could do was meet at uh, a park that's oh. right on the border. So we did that for about six or so months. And then uh, we decided, you know, we can't take another six or seven months of this. So we, we got married in August. So the pandemic has been rough, but it hasn't been all that bad. So, you know, because I got married, um, <laughs> you know, now she's living up here. We're going to be filing for all that visa stuff and... uh so it hasn't been too bad in terms of personally, um, other than not being able to cross over the border and, you know, see a bunch of friends and, you know, wrestle. But, you know, that in the grand scheme of things, it's not really the most important thing uh, with everything else going on. So, Well, you're saying right there, though, that's congratulations, man. You got to, you know, marry your best friend. And uh, so Canada, as soon as you get married, they can just kind of come up there and uh, you guys are together again and everything's good. Yeah, we, we are together now, which is nice. So we can, uh, you know, begin to actually start our life together. Originally, I was supposed to move down uh, to Seattle. Um, and we were supposed to get married in December. But um, obviously, everything got shut down, embassies, et cetera, et cetera. And then the border. So we just moved things up and, you know, we're happy. We're happy that we can be together. Well, that's excellent, man. Uh, congratulations that you were able to do that in this, uh, 
in this pandemic time, which everyone says, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little frog in my throat there, but as far as, uh, as wrestling, man, how, how tough has that been, man? You know, coming down and, uh, doing things, coming to different, uh, places down here. Plus, uh, how's it going in Canada as far as pandemic and uh, wrestling shows itself? It's been like the first few months weren't too bad, you know, gave, gave my body time to heal, gave me time to take some seminars, learn some things from some new guys, but, um, started to get really bad about around August, which was around when SOS kind of started to, to get going. Um, I started training with Lionsgate Dojo up here, which is run by, Nicole Matthews, Artemis Spencer, Tony Baroni, Billy Swade. Um, so like a great group of guys and girls. And uh, so like we've been, I've been doing that with them for a little bit. Um, in terms of shows up here, there really hasn't been much of anything. Like there's been some in the Okanagan that have been running once a month. And there's been some on the island that have been running once a month as well. But other than that, all the local promotions in the lower mainland have, have shut down. So, um, like we ran one, there was like a Lionsgate dojo show that we ran like a month ago, which was just basically the wrestlers in a gym. And we're just wrestling for just for fun, which is, you know, we just needed that. All of us needed that. So basically just get it out of your system and just get in there and just get your release on kind of. A little bit, you know, like like a bunch of the guys. Like, there's just so much Canadian talent up here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that like they've been bouncing around a little bit, like with within the Okanagan and the island. But there's a bunch of guys like myself who just who haven't really made it out to the island or to the Okanagan. So, you know, we're just kind of sitting back and waiting for for stuff to open up, and it's just it's not going to happen anytime soon up here. But how is that training at the, you said Lions uh, Gate Dojo with Nicole and Artemis and Borman, uh, you know, how, how's that um, training going for you, man? How, how's everyone there? Is everyone happy? Like everyone working together as a family kind of thing? Absolutely. It's like when I trained in, oh, I start training 2007. Um, that's when I first started training. It's just a completely different atmosphere. Like, just the style of wrestling one. Um, obviously it's, it's a new, new style compared to what I was trained to learn in 2008 and seven. Um, but just the, the trainers at Lionsgate are just so knowledgeable that like, I, I couldn't recommend a, a better school in Canada, or even if you're close to the border, crossing the border when the time comes to train, just because like each one of those, those trainers, the resume speaks for themselves. How many folks you think you got in there uh, training uh, with those uh, great, phenomenal people? Oh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. <laughs> they they have, they have twenty plus for sure in there, like because they they were running, like it's currently shut down just because of all the new rules. Right. But um, they were running. Only day they weren't running was was a Friday night. So like because they have four trainers, they basically split up two days apiece and 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 run different styles like on Sundays Artemis Spencer runs the snake snake pit which is more you know uh grappling and, and and shoot style stuff which is something I never never thought I would you know go to a class of but of course the the first class I was supposed to go to was 
last weekend when everything got shut down. Oh, so, <laughs> man, that sucks. Yeah, <clears throat> but there's there's something to look forward to when when everything opens back up again. Well, you're saying you know it's a different kind of thing when you're with her at the Artemis, man. Uh, what do you what kind of what type of wrestler do you consider yourself? More of a powerhouse, like you know, beat down a guy, or what's your what do you what are your thoughts? I'd probably go more towards the power powerhouse type style, but I do love I love comedy wrestling a lot too, <laughs> uh, uh, which is not everybody's forte, but. Um, you know, I enjoy it, and if it makes people laugh, makes people smile, and, and I'll keep doing it, and just because I'm having fun doing it too. So if I wasn't having fun doing it, I wouldn't do it anymore. Well, and that's so. what's you know. Sorry, if I cut you off there. Uh, great about oh. wrestling. Um, you know, you can have your technical matches, you can have your brawls, you can have your death matches, you can have you know a fun match like with you know a guy like an Orange Cassidy or something. You know, you know, it's it's there's something in professional wrestling for everyone and that's what a person like me just i love it man because there's so much entertainment there for uh for anyone absolutely and there's no reason for people to get people get upset about you know orange cassidy's style like i love that guy like he is <laughs> so entertaining but the funny thing is is like for all this like the stuff i really enjoy my <laughs> my honest favorite style is deathmatch wrestling um which again not for everybody I just find it so entertaining and just, I don't think it's anything I would ever want to do, but you never know. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm not a death match guy. Like here and there I could see one or two, but like the death matches that, you know, the, the whole shows that are like that, the tournaments and stuff, not my kind of thing, not taken away from anyone that enjoys it or likes to do it. You know, it, it's just not my thing. And I saw someone, I think it was, a. Uh, Sexy Sheep tweeted out, like, can I make a death match, you know, sexy? And I'm like, it's pretty sexy seeing someone tear, you know, tacks and, and glass out of your skin, dude. But what is it about it for you that uh, you really love it? I just I just see, those, like, those guys are just so creative in, in a lot of senses. Like, with some of the things they come up with in terms of weaponry or things to throw people into or just just some of the creative things that they do and just it's just fun to see you know see to see them beat the crap out of each other which is <laughs> you know just an art in itself like if you can do that well and it's just it's just i don't know i just i've never i never enjoyed it originally when i was growing up a little bit but the last of the last couple of years i've just loved, loved it what is the closest that you've had to a death match um, probably the, like when me and Sage had, <laughs> Rick Sage had our, um, last man standing match, I think just because we had, we had a bunch of chairs and things like that. But, um, I don't know. Barbed wire isn't really something that I, I'm <laughs> excited about to, to, to do, but funny enough, the very first match I ever had was against a guy that was the hardcore champion. And um, <laughs> I think it was kind of a, a testing moment for me. And he had a barbed wire bat and he always did. And sure enough, I got cracked over the back, bat, back with it a couple times and uh. it didn't hurt too bad. And I didn't, I don't think it really cut me or anything, but I was like, that was the first match I, I really had in a pro ring. 
<laughs> oh man. So your first type of pro match, it turned into almost like a death match type of situation. Yeah. Like it was, I, I don't even know. I can't even remember too much about the <laughs> match, but I just remember that that was the thing. And we, we wrestled on a Friday night and then the next night I showed up in the venue and they're, they're like, all right, you guys, same thing. You oh. guys are going again tonight. And I was like, all right, round two, here we go. Well, how, how did you feel coming in that next night after that? How was the body? How was the mental? I was just happy to, to be wrestling. So <laughs> there like, you go. You know, I was, let's see. So that would be 2008. So I would have been, been 24. Oh, you had all the adrenaline to just, just take Absolutely. care of all the fear. Absolutely. And you know, the, the body healed much faster then than it does now. So, <laughs> hmm. dude. Um, so what's different about training with Artemis than it is with like, say Nicole Matthews. Um, they both offer so much, like so many different perspectives, like Artemis is so much into the details, uh, of little things like put your hand this way versus, you know, you should be looking up this way. And, um, with Nicole, it's learning a lot of sequences and, um, continue on and, and just, and then a lot of technique as well. Like all of them are very strict on like their technique, but they're so supportive. Like, I can't remember the last time I did, like, a handstand. And so, basically, I just flopped over. And everybody's like, no, good job. You'll get it next time. And I'm just like, what the hell? I'm like, this is not what I'm used to. <laughs> so, it's uh, it, it's just it's such a supportive atmosphere to, to learn from them. Nice, man. And um, so, let me just ask you a little bit. You know, we're going to get to some SOS pro wrestling here in just a little bit. Uh, but let me ask you, man, uh, when – what? Your first memories of wrestling, man. What do you remember? Did you see it on TV? Was it a buddy, a family member saying, hey, check this out, dude? I think it started, like, I used to watch randomly with my dad here and there. Um, but then it wasn't until high school that I really started to actually watch it more. And, um, like, I think my first show was uh, a Monday Night Raw, which was... Um, the kid, the one, it was one in Vancouver where Kid Brock performed live, and Undertaker <laughs> came out. So Undertaker was the the obviously the theme of of this Sunday. So, um, but yeah, no, that was the first show I ever went to. Oh man, that's pretty cool. The first live show I ever been to. But uh, before that, did uh, you watched on your TV with your dad, and it was like you and your dad went to that show together. No, uh, like I just watched randomly with my dad when he'd have it on, but oh, okay. um, it was nothing like we'd religiously watch it every week. It was just kind of in passing, and then something in high school, I, I watched a few things, and it just kind of stuck, and, I, and then, then I started <laughs> trying to watch it weekly, and then obviously when I started watching, it was like the Raw, the SmackDown, the WCW, the Thunders, and then oh. the ECW, it was just like the best time that you could really start watching wrestling. So, so you were into it in the Monday night wars in the thick of it. Yeah. That's when I really started to get into it. Oh man. I mean, I was like years before that in the eighties, but, uh, that is really what re-inspired me for wrestling just like it did in the last like four to five years here in the Northwest with everything that's been taken off all the different organizations and stuff. But, uh, dude, I, I loved watching WCW, Monday Nitro 
And uh, and then later when Raw started just picking it up with, you know, Stone Cold and The Taker and Rock and all that stuff, it was like such a great time to um, yeah. to be a wrestling fan. Who were some of your favorites that you couldn't wait to tune into and see each and every week? I was much more into WCW than I was WWE. Um, nice. So, but like obviously, you know, I love Macho Man, uh, Mr. Perfect. Uh, I love Kevin Nash, which a lot of people will roll their eyes at. Um, trying to think of who else was there that uh, I love Vader, love the big guy there, and then like eventually I learned more about you know Japanese wrestling, and I saw some Stan Hansen, and oh. continuing on from there. So I love the big guys that throw the throw the heavyweight punches. Oh man, Stan Hansen is freaking incredible. I mean. I'm, when I was younger, I saw him in the magazines and stuff, and then he went to AWA and destroyed their champion there. I think it was Rick Martell and took the belt, you know, and then until he, like, destroyed it and sent it back. But the the matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling with with just about anybody, him and Vader, him and Brody as a tag team, like, all that stuff, that was so hard-hitting. That was, like, I mean, it wasn't hardcore, but it was, like, almost, like, straight almost, shoot, beat though. the snot out of each other kind of I mean, there was that time he hit Vader in the face with uh, his cowbell thing and broke his eye socket. I mean, that yeah, stuff's yeah. insane, man. Yeah, no, those were those were true tough guys, and <laughs> you know, they just you just watched them slug it out, and it was just so entertaining. Like they didn't do a ton of wrestling moves; they just beat the crap out of each other. And then you know, like Vader on WCW taking on uh, Sting and. And and Ron Simmons, I don't even remember those kind of those matches. Then they were so hardcore yeah. because he would lay those like left and right hands in with those gloves that he had on 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 Sting and you know and Ron Simmons and anyone else he was taking on and Cactus Jack, you know, and it was just like how did they survive that? And they did that every night, like <laughs> every night with that man. They just he he had one style and he, he rolled with it until he couldn't do it anymore beat the crap out of people <laughs> he did man and, and like and then you're saying you know big fan of uh, wcw and uh and nitro how cool was it to be able to tune in every week to nitro and the nwo nwo thing started off you know and then there was so many cool things they had rick flair they had hulk they had they had everyone over there for a while man I, that was my thing because i grew up on nwa and wcw on tbs in the day i don't know about you yeah, no, I love the NWO stuff, and it, like, just to, like the more ridiculous it got, the more I got into it. <laughs> like when there there was black and white, there was black and red, there was LWO, there was BWO, and it was just like, it was just ridiculous, and it was just so entertaining though. Like, <laughs> you you get to see like every single match on the show was basically NWO versus somebody every week, and I wasn't complaining because there was so many talented people in that NWO. That uh, it was it was just so much fun to watch. Oh, they basically for the longest time, and it, it may be what killed WCW eventually. <laughs> uh, you know, they just came out and beat everyone down each and every week. They split the NWOs, but they were still like on top, and they knew everything. Everyone else kind of looked, you know, not great. Uh, do you think that's what killed WCW, or do you think it was Russo? I don't think it was Russo. I think it was too late for Russo. I think it was just a lot. It was a lot of factors. I'm sure it was a lot of egos on top. Like, there's just so many things. Like, you can't, 
you'd have to have Hogan on top, but then you have a guy like Flair. Like you can't keep a guy like Flair down in any way. Uh, but then you have Kevin Nash and Scott Hall up top. Like that's a whole bunch of egos up there. <laughs> so, you know, I think egos got the best of them and too many egos were not were in control and just eventually sunk the ship. You know, the last maybe year, I probably didn't watch, um, I didn't actually didn't watch much wrestling that year. I had, uh, met my wife a little while before my first wife, I should say. <laughs> and then, um, you know, she wasn't much into it, so I didn't watch it a lot and which was really stupid of myself. But then, uh, I came back and I found out, you know, that was that, uh, it was the last nitro and I'm like, I'm not missing that. She didn't want to watch it. She went to bed early just so I could watch the show. <laughs> and I was flipping, you know, the WCW and, uh, and, uh, you know, and raw were on at the same time. And it was like the saddest night ever for me because it was the end of like, other than maybe Portland wrestling back in the day with Don Owens, like WCW NWA was my, my favorite stuff. I always watched WWE attitude era and the stuff before it, because it was wrestling, but there was nothing that topped that stuff for me over on uh, nitro WCW TBS. For sure. And like last year, which is so comically bad too. It's funny that um, <laughs> uh, Daniel Maccabe, Scott Hanston, Drew Sarian, and uh, Caden Telbank did a they did like a podcast on the last year of WCW Nitro. They rewatched them all I'm in sure. sequence, and, and they did like commentary on it and stuff like that. And just some of the episodes they were telling me about, I'm just like, oh, I, I couldn't, don't know if I could sit through any of this. He's like, it's just, it's just bad. So. I, you know, I watched them eventually back on the network and, uh, you know, just cause I was like, fuck it, I got to watch these, you know? Right. And, you know, some of it was okay. And then there was like, you know, the little dancing guys and Tank Abbott would come out and that was like absolutely <laughs> freaking terrible. I don't know if you know or remember that. But yeah. th there was some really bad stuff, you know, lots of stuff on a pole with Russo, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There was a few bright spots, but it was, uh, it was too late. <laughs> it definitely gave some, some guys a little bit more time to shine that didn't make the immediate jump. But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough to see something that was, you know, so well done to, to go so badly oh i know i was like so excited for years because i just like i said i loved nwa and wcw and nitro taking off and they were just killing uh you know vince and the wwe and I, you know at no point did i want that to collapse i always wanted all the wrestling i could get all the time but it was great to be kicking his ass on that stuff but then it was just like oh there went that <laughs> yeah and it, and it went like it went just so fast it did it did and uh i don't it's know if it, and it was part you know because all the vaccine stuff the the cnn stuff or not cnn but the turner and time warner and all that kind of stuff but anyway dude uh you know you're growing up a fan when when did you decide when did it happen for you that you're like you know what i gotta be a professional wrestler and uh how did you make it happen Towards the end of high school, uh, with a few friends, we just started kind of backyard wrestling. Um, and then the backyard wrestling turned into from going from a ground to where I met um, Scott Henson, Daniel Makabe, and a bunch of those guys. Mm -hmm. And we uh, moved into a ring. And then from there, we did that for a few years, which eventually just kind of transitioned to either 
we're going to keep doing this for, for a short period of time, or some of us are going to go train and some of us left to go train. Um, and then they continued on for a couple more years. And eventually a lot of them came over and started wrestling pro shows too, just because three, two, one started up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so a lot of guys were then coming down to wrestle three, two, one. And is that where you went to train at first? I trained in 2008, um, is when I trained with ECCW up here in Canada. Right, right. I'll and then you. I didn't come back to like I think the the guys joined three two one in like twenty fifteen or something like that. So from two thousand eight to two thousand nine ten, um, I wrestled with ECCW, and from there I then took a bunch of years off. I think I took seven years off, and then came back and wrestled three two one. May I ask why you took the seven years off or, you know, if that's more personal, we don't have to address that. Uh, no, my, my ex-wife didn't like wrestling. So I, uh, <laughs> I was just talking about my ex-wife yeah, not liking exactly. wrestling. <laughs> so that's kind of where it ended right there. And just, I kind of went away from it and eventually just got the itch to come back. And before that happened, like how much did you love just training and doing your thing? I was training four days a week when I originally started, like, uh, and I was working a graveyard job, so I'd, I'd go go to training and then, you know, go do graveyard, sleep throughout the day. Same thing, repeat for, for, you know, a handful of months. I only trained for six actual months before I actually got my first first match, which is kind of rare. Um, I don't know why it happened, but, hey, I wasn't complaining. Well, tell us about that first match. You got it. You've been training, you said, I think, for six, seven, eight months or whatever it was. And, um, okay, so-and-so calls you up or whatever. You show up at the show. You're going to be wrestling tonight. Tell us yeah, how that much. went, how the feelings went, and how your nerves were. Pretty much it was I showed up after setting up the ring like I always did. And uh, – they asked if I had my gear and I just had gotten gear done. Uh, my first um, gimmick was the pink Panther. <laughs> uh, basically a blue Panther mask made pink and all pink gear. So uh, right away it was, it was a comedy thing. Um, and they just basically said, do you have your gear? And I said, yeah, I feel like, all right, you're going to go out and wrestle this guy tonight. And uh, he's like, you got five minutes. We had five minutes, and then later on in the show, we had a battle royal as well. So, <laughs> you know, you don't see it as much anymore where, you know, there's a handful of matches early on and a battle royal to finish the show because a lot of people get bored of battle royals nowadays. But a good <laughs> battle royal can be a lot of fun. Just nobody wants to do them anymore. In your first match, you said, you yeah, all right, guys, you got five minutes. Did it feel like five minutes? Was it forever? Did it like, oh my God, it's already five minutes. We got to, you know, go home or whatever. Yeah, I was extremely nervous. So basically I just let the the veteran uh, walk me through it. (laughs) Um, Hopefully I didn't screw anything up. I'm sure I have the DVD around here somewhere, but I'd have to go (laughs) dig in to find that one and make sure it doesn't see the light of day. Do you keep a lot of your matches on DVDs or uh, on streaming somewhere on your uh, laptop or something? We were pretty fortunate enough, uh, a lot of us that trained through the school at that time, that there was someone that would film and give everybody that was on the show a DVD of the show. 
So, which is super rare because everybody wants to make a buck. Um, but we didn't have to pay for them. And like, I have stacks and stacks of them, hmm. which uh, I have to find some way to get them online at some point, just for my own personal record keeping. Cause like, that's one of the things I've been trying to do in the pandemic is, is catalog all my matches on YouTube, just so I have somewhere to have them at some point. And at what point did you get to the big hurt? Alan Jepson. We were running through things with like when in three, two, one, me and Greg Sage were, were doing our thing as the spine busters. And I was uh, uncle muscles. <laughs> and once we kind of all split ways, um, I just didn't really have the desire to, to, to continue on with that, that name, that gimmick. So I was like, why not? go all in with something I love, which is baseball and wrestling. So put the two together and, you know, I had a couple other names that I can't remember, uh, originally. And then my, my good buddy, Kevin, um, he's like, why don't you go with the big herd? I'm like, everybody's <clears throat> going to think Frank Thomas. And then they're like, you'd be surprised how many people won't. So mm -hmm. he's like, it's, it works for wrestling and it works for you. And I was like, all right, let's go with it. And then it's kind of, been kind of rolling with it ever since i would think big hurt just a little bit because of my age right but um because i'm about to be 49 years old next next year don't tell anybody but anyway right. um but i don't think a lot of people younger than that are thinking big hurts when you put the big hurt alan jepson and they see you man i mean you got your uniform your hat and everything it's looking tight you know fucking um how did you come up with this whole, like, the, the uniform and everything at that point, too? Or just like, all right, we got to get a hat. We got to get some, you know, we got everything's got to look baseball. Pretty much. That's kind of what I thought. And and then the newest evolution is uh, tights that look like baseball pants and socks. Um, but for a bunch of years, I worked in, uh, like, selling team uniforms. So, like, I knew all about how this stuff works. And I was like... You know, I, I know how to make this look good because I don't, I never want to put, I never want to go half-assed with gear because <laughs> I feel like too many people do that and, and you, you, obviously you can see it and it's just, sometimes it's embarrassing. Some of the, some of the stuff people wore out there, but, yeah. um, <laughs> I was just decided to go all in with it and I'm like, okay, I need a Jersey. I need my hat. I need, I need a bat, obviously, which I had a bunch of them. <laughs> so um, I was just like, I'm just going all in and that's just the way I'm going to run with it. Well, I'm even going to say it, you know, after watching a couple of these SOS shows, you wrestling, man, uh, I don't know what else to say. Your ass don't hang out, man. You got like your underneath stuff to protect yourself, keep everything covered up. You got your pants, you know, hanging in place. So just wanted to say that too. Cause I've seen people wear stuff before all of a sudden the ass cracks hanging out and you're, uh, you're covered the whole time. You, you you got to. Nobody wants to see it, so <laughs> you, you got to be prepared. And and then, like like you said, there's just so many people that just that aren't prepared for that. And then you know something happens, and, and then you're screwed. And then it's all over the internet. So exactly, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> oh man! So you jump from that training to the next training. Uh, so. What what's really going on for you? Was there a lot going on for you before this uh, pandemic? What were your plans, man? Uh, well, we I was coming down to five CC a bunch, 
which is in Bellingham, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and going to be doing stuff there. While everything shut down, I was actually wrestling in Pittsburgh. So March 7th was my last match, and it was in Pittsburgh against uh, Sean Phoenix, who's been out here a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so, like, there was some other opportunities, um, some talks with some places in California and Oregon and Idaho and things like that. So um, me and Bambina were, were really trying to branch out and, you know, go wherever we could. And when this kind of all clears up where we can travel freely again, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to try and go hard again. So... The baseball um, duo over there, man. How how fun was it flying out to Pittsburgh for a wrestling show? It was a lot of fun, um, and 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 I got to wrestle my my good friend Sean. So, <laughs> um, great locker room there at the the company I wrestled for was Rise, which has um, Lee Moriarty there. I don't know if you know him right now, um, but he's one of the the top indie names in the world right now, nice. and. It was such a cool venue too. It was an old movie theater that had the seats all ripped out, and uh, the ring was down where right before where the stage would have been, before where the screen was. And they had a big screen up, so they had entrance videos and everything else. Oh, that's dope! But it was it was a really cool venue, and you could watch the sh- like the the wrestlers could watch the show from where the cameras would would uh, would point out at the screen and stuff like that. So. It was a really cool venue to, to wrestle in because, you know, we, we have some, some good venues here, but nothing unique like that, really. So um, it, it, was, it was just a lot of fun. And how often, excuse me, how often have you uh, traveled like that, uh, you know, out of Canada to head down to the States or somewhere else? It's pretty much just stayed up and down, you know, the West Coast. Um Obviously, I would like to go more, but, you know, it's hard when a lot of people don't know your name. And so it's choosing to fly yourself out versus um, getting the opportunity for someone to bring you out. But you got to take those chances sometimes, too. So heading out to that Pittsburgh event was pretty special for you. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Anytime you get to wrestle outside of your your local area, it's a lot of fun. You get to meet new, new wrestlers and new fans and... You know, hopefully it turns into something more. And as soon as new I see, not new I see you. <laughs> so, dude, um, let's get to it, man. Uh, you know, SOS Pro Wrestling, man. It, it's really been a lot of fun. I watched it the last, uh, I watched one episode last night, watched the other couple today, rewatched the first one because I said I was drinking a little too much last night. But, um, <laughs> man, these are really a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the, Everything's shot pretty well, you know. It gets to na- nighttime and evening sometimes, and uh, it still is coming off really good. You got so many good characters in this, um, dude. Tell us a little about this. How did this? Um, how did this come to get started here? SOS Pro Wrestling. It started as just um, like one day, Pitfall Jones. Um, Officer Cooper and Steve Miggs were training and they're just, um, they just wanted to start filming some matches. And then the idea kind of rolled from there to, um, do something that was pro wrestling. So combining like Lucha underground 
with Lost, with Gilligan's Island, with Survivor, and it just kind of roll it all in one and see where it goes. So it's it was uh, one of the most ridiculous ideas I've ever heard, but as soon as I heard it, I'm like, this is the perfect chance for us all to use our creativity. Because um, like, I, I feel like Pitfall and Megs are two of the most creative minds in the Pacific Northwest, hands down. And the fact that you know they're doing a lot of the thinking of the stories and everything else is <laughs> it's just so beneficial for all of us dude um you know watching it last night really had a lot of fun then getting back into it today man you guys are telling great stories and like you just said it's a little bit survivor it's a little bit you know gilligan's island a little bit lost there's so many aspects in this because there's you know there's a certain amount of wrestlers that were on the plane that land. And then we're seeing certain wrestlers show up, you know, doing other things, you know, like rebel and stuff, man. Uh, It's so cool how you guys are putting this together. I mean, I can't even say enough how phenomenal, how entertaining this was, man. Uh, Really great job. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to see a lot of people get to do stuff that they wouldn't normally do. Um, in terms of, of characters, um, like it's, I think Rebel Kale has done such a good job of, she's, she's doing more than she's really done in the area, in my opinion, like for her character. <laughs> um, like she, she's great at Defy and, and DOA and everywhere I've seen her. She just doesn't get a chance to develop the character as much, in my opinion. Well, you're, but, you're right. You, you know, a lot of these places, you see them wrestle, which is phenomenal. We, we all pay our money to come as fans to come see these phenomenal wrestling matches. Yeah. But to see suddenly so, someone come out and throw their character out there, like her and Migs and, you know, uh, Chubby and every, Max, everyone on this show, man, it, it's just fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's like they, you know, they've done a really good job of choosing people that some people might not know. Like there's like <laughs> uh, Drake Kwan, I think he had one match at 321 before everything shut down. Um, but that guy is so good. Yeah. And like, if you have been following along with the, uh, without a crowd stuff and seen him on there as well, like he's just, he's going to do big things in the area. He's just, he, he's a big man that can move and he's so entertaining. <laughs> like he is one of the funniest people to be around. So, and then, you know, there's two new people that were, kind of just training when everything started um you know alexi suplexi and stacy sparkles um <laughs> which they were training with um megs and cooper and stuff like that for while things um really shut down and so like i believe yeah it was their first two matches that they've had on anywhere so and i think they've done a very good job um in terms of their learning ability and, and, and everything else. Oh man, the, the matches have been great. The, the, the storytelling, really a lot of fun to see their like vignettes, you know, and then you go to the matches or, you know, something's about to happen and you end the episode. Like what makes yeah. had that thing in his hand. He was about to bash someone in the face with it and it ended. Yeah. I'm like, what the, what the, 
hey, you know, good thing I could go on to the next episode and didn't have to wait a week and freak myself out. But, you know, that was really, really good stuff, man. Yeah, it's been, like like I said, Pitfall Jones has been, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes with everything. And, like, he's just so creative with everything that he does. Um, yeah, it, every episode has been, like, I only know as far as I've been in. So um, everything beyond three, uh-huh. uh, I... I don't know what's going on in these episodes because I wasn't there for any of the, the filming of the episodes. So it's a, it's a good fun surprise for me every week too. So, well, if people tune in to the first three episodes, um, there's a reason maybe you might be uh, gone for a little <laughs> bit, but you know, I'm not going to give up too many spoilers, you know, because people yeah. got to tune into this. This is phenomenal stuff, man. We meet, we need entertainment as wrestling fans right now, or just people in general, man. And this is entertaining stuff, man. And the, t- you guys, Migs and, uh, and pitfall and, uh, whoever else came up with all this stuff, man, you, you really need to be commended because it's, it's really fun. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was lucky enough to be a part of it. And like when I, like, cause I just, I went down to Seattle for like a flew down to see my fiance then wife now. Um, and, um, before we got married, we planned a couple days to film. Um, so we filmed, uh, for two days while I was there and they filmed, I think three days after now. So, um, we got this Tuesday's episode and then we got, uh, December 22nd will be the finale of the season and December 8th will be the second to last episode. So a couple more episodes left this season. Oh, I'm looking forward to them. And I hope, you know, at some point you guys can uh, do some more of these, not, you know, I hope you guys can get back to actual hitting the shows and hitting the road in your cars together as brothers and sisters and, uh, doing your thing. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, it's, it's great. And it was great to see, uh, the great Bambino show up on there, man. That was really uh, fun. I, I really enjoy the great Bambino. Yeah, Bambino's great. She's like, she's had a really good chance to shine during this um, with the whole 5CC promo wars and everything. And <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, coming back to be a detective in um, SOS, which has been a lot of fun. And like, she's been training so hard throughout this whole time because she's like, she's had the ability to. Um, so, you know, and you can definitely see improvements from, you know, the first time she came up to tag with me at three, two, one. So, um, she's been, she's been absolutely great and, you know, a great partner going forward. Well, uh, what's his name really didn't like her coming in, uh, and being a, uh, detective he thought he was uh oh what is uh raymond uh tell me his mysterious name. raymond thank you very much man uh, <laughs> that great another great character and i hadn't a clue right to <laughs> what happens in the fourth episode um so that was really a lot of fun i, I you know like the whole lucha yeah you know and and migs <laughs> in the first episode saying yeah there's this guy on the flight man he's all like lucha and stuff and blah 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 Man, the the people that you chose for this are really doing a good job selling um and doing the the promos for it to make it even better. Absolutely. You know, and a lot of people have the freedom to to work with their their characters. Um 
So if, if you're doing something that you, that entertains you, it's going <laughs> to likely entertain everybody else. So it's look, been it's been a lot of fun, and there's 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 going to be a, a handful of uh, of of new faces you're going to see through the rest of the season. Nice. Um, which is which is a lot of fun because I think every new face that we've seen has added a lot to the show. So. <laughs> oh, and uh, you know, not to spoil it, but uh, episode four ending. That yeah. was really really good. People tune really in. Good. You got to see yeah, who shows absolutely. up. If anyone shows up at the end of. Uh, episode number four but uh you, you can't go wrong no you can't it's and been... you were saying earlier man these episodes they're not like two hours long that like you get 20 30 minutes and they're great because you can watch about three four of them and just enjoy yourself and have a good time absolutely you can you can sit there and power through them in, in a couple hours i think the first episode was like 22 minutes and then 22 between 22 and 27 minutes i think is the four episodes so it's like an hour and a half and, and you're through the current four episodes and then you know we're we're live again on tuesday night <laughs> tuesday night what time are we dropping 8 p.m pacific standard time oh man and you can get some sos uh, pro wrestling merchandise i have uh, seen where you, where is that it is at Brainbuster teased so we only have one design up there right now but um you know if this grows we will add more but we got uh I just got, uh, actually it's coming in the mail next week, my, my shirt from SOS. So, <laughs> Oh man, it's been a great time. Uh, probably, uh, get heading off here into the sunset for the night. Let you get back to your, uh, your wife now that you guys have been reunited and it feels so good. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey man, thank you for reaching out and, uh, I enjoyed having you and, uh, maybe after we finish watching the rest of the season, we'll, uh, we'll chat again. Sounds good. Hey, before we go, though, tell us about that SOS Pro Wrestling social media and social media for Big Hurt, Alan Jepson. All the SOS uh, social media is at SOS Pro Wrestling. Um, I am on Instagram and on Twitter. Instagram is the Big Hurt, Alan Jepson, and Twitter is, what is my Twitter? <laughs> I don't even know. It's right here, man. It's at A-L-L. A-N-J-E-P-S-E-N-24. That's a Perfect. lot, dude. You. Like, you need to fix that. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> hey, buddy, thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, thanks for having you know, me. Once we get into this new year, I, I look forward to seeing uh, yourself and everyone else at uh, some wrestling shows once we get there, man. I miss all you guys, our fans, the wrestlers, and uh, it's just been a hard time being a wrestling fan. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. All right, buddy. Have a good evening. This episode recorded at the Bigfoot headquarters. This has been a Swagamore production production.